Previously on Abandoned Quest. This whip belongs to a mistress I cannot refuse. He passes you a name and address, Rosalie, the paper claw. It's an old friend of mine. She can help you. What sort of animals can be bought in this market? So we are starting a zoo. We've got birds to sell you. Tell you what, how about you agree to that deal and I don't go tell the guards about the sketchy things that are going on in your booth? What sketchy things? And you're able to glance over and see that the crate is full of potions of shrinking. I was going to ask if Blitz can pick up one of the vials. Make a sleight of hand check. 19. Uh, yes, you can pocket one of the vials. I'm going to pick it up and then throw it on the $2,000 Sonic. <laughs> oh my God. No, no, you misunderstood. I'm using it to steal the expensive bird. As a tabaxi made of stone leaps from the shadows and lands between you and the door. So Zig rolled a 20 to hit. Enough! <clears throat> We're going to make a deal. My plate is yours. Seems somebody wants you dead. Must what be Tuesday. What was the thing that we got from our adventure? Troll Skull Manor. Troll Skull Alley is not the nicest block in the City of Splendors. Are you the woman who bought the old manor house? How do you know about that? Someone went around trying to get everyone all riled up about dragons. I have to say, not maybe the best neighborhood, hmm? My name is René Neverember. My father was once the open lord of Waterdeep, and though he were not perfect, since his reign, this once great city of splendors has become the domain of cultists, cut purses, and cruelty. Though it pains me to admit, there may be but one way to save our city from these wanton villains, and that is with villains of our own. You and your bodyguard Lazarus were attempting to reach a magical contact of his who might be able to tell you more about the Willing Whip when you were attacked by a tabaxi assassin in Many Cats Alley. Upon his defeat, you intimidated the assassin into revealing they were hired anonymously, given only a sketch of your face in silver ink. Pressing your intimidation further, you also recruited the assassin, gaining the agent Needle in Hay. You get a hundred experience points. I'm just kidding. I don't no. know anything about Miles experience don't. points. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we now rejoin you in Many Cats Alley, where the smell of cats and wet garbage is becoming oppressive, and the door to the paper claw glows warmly before you. Lazarus looks at the door and says, Shall we? We shall. Zig steps forward towards the door. <laughs> Are you going to knock on it or you want Lazarus to do it? Uh, I'm going to knock on it. Oh, okay. no, I'm going to... Sorry, sorry. I'm going to uh, 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 motion for Lazarus to do it. Lazarus steps forward, checks his uniform to make sure that he's not too muddy, raises his hand to knock at the door when suddenly the door is gone. And in its place, you see an open doorway leading into a bookshop. How elegant. 
Zig is going to wait for Lazarus to step inside and follow closely behind. Uh, Lazarus steps inside, wipes his boots on a doormat just on the other side, and he shouts, uh, Hello? Rosalie? Is anyone home? I'm also going to wipe my boots on the on the placemat. So you walk inside and you see a... The doormat. I'm sorry. English. <laughs> I'm also going to wipe my boots on the doormat like, you know, a decent human being. That I'm not, but, you know. Sure. I'm not human or decent, but you know what I mean. You're civilized. There you go. <laughs> Unlike the sleek, modern magic shops you patronize around the Crown Ward, this establishment is... messy. There are empty teacups on the bookshelves and open spellbooks on the ground. Alley cats track dirt and chalk and ink around the stone floors, where you see half-finished sketches of ritual circles and lots of broken chalk. A low flame crackles in the fireplace, seemingly fed by a tall stack of overdue bills. You hear a rummaging coming from the back, and someone shouts, Just a moment! And after just a moment, an older human woman emerges from the stacks. She's wearing a loose-knit yellow robe, and her white chestnut hair is done up atop her head and held in place with a white wooden wand. Hello, hello. Uh, terribly sorry about the mess. It's this damn watchful order. I've no time to... Nolan, you're not from the watchful order, are you? Because I've never met the Xanathar, and you can't just... <clears throat> Come now, Rosalie. This is getting rude. Lazarus? You look stiff. Why are you in a uniform? <laughs> you're not with the watch, are you? Not if I keep my position after this, which is proving less likely by the moment. Rosalie, <laughs> this is my employer, Zig, of the Alibi. They've need of a wizard. Oh, well, you've found one. Splendid to meet you, Zig. Yes, Miss Rosalie, a pleasure to make your acquaintance. What can I help you with? Uh, Zig is going to uh, step forward and um, bring out the whip. Rosalie sees the whip and uh, takes a moment to process. Oh, my word. This is something quite unique. She pulls on a pair of blue velvet gloves and accepts the whip, moving it onto a mirrored tray on the counter. I was wondering if you could tell me anything you might know about this item. It recently fell into my hands. I'm happy to pay for your time, of course. A mercenary age, isn't it? Let me see what I have prepared. Give me a moment. Rosalie kneels down and starts sorting through a mess of spellbooks behind the counter. You hear the whistling of boiling water in the back of the shop, and a fully equipped tea tray glides towards you, moving as though it's held by an unseen servant. Zig, like looks at Lazarus, waiting for them to do their thing where they try the thing in case it's poisoned. Uh, normally he would make a show of trying to hide it, but today is different. Mm -hmm. He places a sharp fingernail in the teacup, and there's a shimmer in the steam. He hands you the saucer and nods, his eyes still fixed on the frazzled wizard. Uh, Zig nods back and takes a sip. You know, maybe... <laughs> oh, the cats are back. I know, uh, yeah, they are. Uh, <laughs> you can uh, hear Peggy, them outside. <laughs> Rosalie moves a cat off her counter with a spectral hand and opens her notes to a blank page. How did this item come into your possession? I found it. And here I find it in my shop. Wizardry is delicate. Help me with this easy part so I can hurry with the hard part and we can all get on with our day. It was literally waiting on my bed when I got there. It was in a sharkskin box if that helps. She begins to write this down. How long has it been in your possession? I've only had it for a couple days, and it seems to be powerful. And if you would like a display, it's whenever you uh, 
use it to attack it tends to do whatever it wants lately it's been turning into a bullwhip all the strings coming together it's quite impressive whatever it wants or whatever you want so far whatever i want but i'm not trusting that's always going to be the case what is it like when idle limp hmm her eyes flick over to lazarus he rolls his eyes Well, first we'll need to be discussing my fee, I think. Naturally. Why don't you roll for wealth really quick? Yeah. Uh, what's the what's the thing again? I believe it is, let me double check, it's 1d4 times 1,000. Fuck me. All right. So I rolled a one. <laughs> but I also have the coin purse from the tabaxi. True. Or, yeah. And so I, I believe you already have um, at least 1,000 gold. Is that true? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, so 2200 But okay. she doesn't know that. <laughs> That's true. Well, I, I don't worry. I pre-rolled this. Okay, wonderful. I can offer you a full diagnostic on your magic item. For this and the component cost of one pearl and an owl's feather, the price is 500 gold dragons. I will also need to hold the item overnight. Zig is going to look over to Lazarus to see if they are comfortable with these with specifically the leaving the whip overnight part. Lazarus is uh, leaning against a bookshelf, which mm-hmm. gives a little bit under his weight, and he straightens himself and tries to resume a cool pose with his arms crossed, and he says, um, more time it's out of my house, the more comfortable I am. <laughs> uh, Zig looks down at the whip, up at Rosalie, and says, very well, I can work with that, and pulls out uh, the money. Rosalie accepts the coin and weighs it in her hand. Ugh, I love the weight of rent. Rosalie pulls the wand from the bun in her hair and it falls down around her face in loose curls. At the same time, a twisted wizard's hat shimmers into being on her head. The hat is decorated with a trim of hanging pearls and there's a clutch of brown feathers in the band, Rosalie picking one of each. She rolls the pearl in her fingers like a gambler's coin, and when she drops it on the tray, it lands as a fine dust. Holding the owl feather like a pen, she rakes it through the pearl powder and draws a closed circle of geometry on the mirrored surface, whispering to herself in a language you recognize, Zig, as arithmetic elvish. With her free hand, she grips her wand and pauses. She frowns down at the willing whip. One more question, Zig of the alibi. Do you count yourself religious? Yes, and I do suspect that this whip could belong to the goddess I've sworn fealty to, Leviathar. Everything comes to a subtle halt. Did you say Leviathar? I did. She's a fickle one, but she is good to those who serve. Huh? She's more than that. This item... Do you feel as though you are unworthy of it? No. It seems to me this is a gift horse. Why are you looking it in the mouth? Well, for the same reason that I would want to know everything I can about anyone I'm getting in bed with. Hmm. My mirror doth crack. I have devoted many years to the study of magic. It is a frustrating pursuit, because arcana is not a science. In its design, so-called, there is whimsy, humor, even. 
ironies from a world beyond dead ends in circular logic, and to one such as yourself, this may not be such an issue. You might even enjoy the poetry of magic, but as a human, I have but few years to understand it, and fewer still to wield it. I must warn you, it seems to me that this whip is a gift, be it from your god or the weave itself. Some intelligence determined that you should be the one to have it, an intelligence greater than myself, and if I may be presumptuous, greater than you. And if you are satisfied with this, take it, leave my shop, use it as you will, and let it teach you as it likes. But if you are not, as I suspect, you may not like what you find at the end of this journey. The tray floats back towards you. I do not deal with gods. Zig sighs, a big sort of defeated sigh. I understand. I would never dream to tell anyone how to run their business, and I do deeply appreciate everything you've told me already. They take the whip and put it back around their, uh, their hips and collect the gold, leaving uh, two gold pieces behind. For your trouble. I respect your resolution, Zig. I think there's another way I can help you. She rummages through the clutter behind the counter and emerges with a plush black box, opening it to reveal a ring. The ring is black and spiked down the shaft of the finger like the teeth of a rake. Every month, in the shadow of the Godcatcher, you'll find a black market in the ruins of a lich's doom that I think is now a co-op. It was founded by a disgruntled alumni of the Blackstaff Academy who wanted a place to practice their magics above the code legal. They all wear this ring and call themselves the Crowrake Arcanum. Surely someone there can help you. How intriguing. And how much, pray tell, would it cost me to gain this ring? Oh, you're lucky. <laughs> a thousand gold. Well, I have to say that sounds like a bargain. They uh, immediately take the purse out and put the thousand gold on the tray. Uh, and they pass the ring box over to you. How did I not know about this? Because he's sold out, Naz. What do you want me to tell you? Quite. Do the Lords of Waterdeep know about this? Oh, it's sponsored by the Noble Violence, who rolls it into the Church of Joaquin as a lock-in. I'm not entirely sure of the day, but I'll check with my sources and message you if I find anything. Is that alright with you? And she looks back at you. I would appreciate that very much. Thank you. Okay, hold on a moment. Um, there's nothing you can tell us about this thing? Zig, this, this thing is dangerous. Are you sure you want to keep going? Yes, absolutely. If she wants to talk to me, I have to find a way to interpret her words. Hmm, I see. Well, thank you for the introduction, Lazarus. It's a shame things didn't pan out today, but I quite enjoyed myself. Likewise, and should you ever just want a drink, some company, or some fun, please stop by the alibi. She sort of uh, crinkles her face at mention of the word fun and, <laughs> uh, and nods as, you, uh, see, as she uh, sees you out the door. Well, you guys leave the shop now in possession of the of this strange uh, pointed ring. Are you going to put it on? Yes. Immediately. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, which finger? I'm gonna say left index finger. You put the ring on and nothing happens. Then you feel a tightness on your finger and see the teeth of the ring flex outwards and lay themselves flush with the contour of your index finger in a sort of cascade motion. Hmm. Finally, if the sensation you can only describe as icky, you feel a strange sliding at the back of your brain. Gain plus one intelligence. Wonderful. How, how do I don't know how to do that in roll 20, but we can figure it out. <laughs> told me it ain't the wine in the cup it's the cup so that's why i only drink wine out of cup yes of course i see your point tell me have you met my friend uh misra she um is my friend and she likes to harm people misra please help me over here um thank you we are actually all set um brayden let's she just motions to the door let's go I think we're good. Uh, thank you, Tanner person. Uh, we'll be just down the street. A pleasure to meet you. We are kindred spirits, you and I. Our bond will last forever. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. I give her a little thumbs up as we leave. Y'all come back when you're in the market for enchanted Um, Do we have a map of Troll Skull, Allie? Yeah, it, it is in your email, yes. Uh, I meant, like, in-game. Oh, uh, yeah. I just kind of wandering. No, it came with your real estate papers. <laughs> Dope. Cool. Um, I'm looking at the map right now just because there is a tattoo shop here. <laughs> Can we go force Brayden to get the same tattoo that we have? <laughs> yes. That is up to you three. Can vampires get tattoos? They can. <laughs> <laughs> okay, where did my young ward go? Young ward! I'm feeling better, guys. Over here, and um, she's just standing outside the, the thing. Great. Um, this place looks cool. Yeah. How is it in there? It's really nice. The shopkeeper, she's really nice. Uh, he, they're really nice. Right. But they did mention that somebody was running their mouth about dragons, and I kind of want to go kick their ass. Um. Well, <laughs> process of elimination says it was probably that loudmouth. Um, what was his face? He writes books. Um, probably that guy, if I had to guess. Volo? Volo? Yeah, that guy. No, he liked me. He wouldn't be saying mean things about dragons. No, but he might say that you're a dragon. That's not mean. That's just true. Oh, yeah. But some people don't like dragons. Not me. I think they're cool. Okay. But you know some people. Alright. Just saying. It's something that you might have to deal with in this town. They put up a whole, like electromagnetic barrier or whatever. Yeah, but that's for, like, big dragons. Yeah, that's true, I suppose. I don't know why they put it up. Nobody asked me. I didn't vote for it. <laughs> <laughs> well, this has been fun, but do you guys want to go check out, like, the place that we, uh, that is ours? Our place? Yeah, let's, let's go there. Great. Did we arrange for What's-His-Face to meet us there so that we can kill him if, like, it sucks? He uh he met you guys he met at the courthouse to witness the transfer of the uh deed. Okay, great. You remember? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, well let's go check it out. Anybody anyone else have other things they want to do before we check it out? It is sunny outside. I'd like to avoid being out of doors. I mean, I have stuff that I want to do, but we can go check out Troll Skull Manor first. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, let's check it out. Oh, ha wait, wait, wait. How is Icarus doing? Is he do you need to go, you know, use the Go, go use the grass or 
eat something? Oh, thanks for reminding me. I almost forgot. And I pull him out. How's he doing, Donnie? Uh, he's doing just fine. I, uh, it occurs to me now that we never really described Icarus. So picture, if you will, a bipedal bird, like an ostrich, but with a shorter, more muscular neck. His defining feature is a sort of plate horn protruding from his skull that is shaped like a smooth, dull arrowhead, and the horn itself is easily double the size of his head. He's still tiny from the shrinking potion, and as he struggles to stand up in your hand, you notice that he looks like he might have been drugged before. Oh, oh no. Wait, by me? Do you mean by no, me? No, just, uh, <laughs> just uh, perhaps in the pet store he was a little drugged, but he's, he's shaking it off. Okay. He seems to be becoming more alert now that he's in this stimulating environment. I think he's doing good. Okay. Let's get him inside. Yeah, let's find something nice for him to eat maybe at some point. Yeah. We got to take good care of this little guy. The bustling sounds of the alley slip away as you pass into the long shadow of an abandoned building. Glancing at your map, you confirm this is Trollskull Manor. Trollskull Manor stands out from every other building in the alley. It's a four-story house with a blood-red roof and a decrepit stone courtyard. A narrow lawn wraps all the way around the building, lifeless but for dead trees and tall, thorny brambles, and though there are innumerable windows, they offer no hint as to what's inside. And inexplicably as you approach, you smell warm cheese. Is this the mansion from my dream? Uh, make a, uh, perception check. Oh, that is a 17. It's not. Oh, mysteries upon mysteries. <laughs> Wow, it's um. I'm actually kind of impressed. It's not as terrible as I thought it was going to be. I sort of a fixer-upper, but uh, I see potential here. It has a lot of chimneys. What do you think the foot traffic is like around here? Actually, I look around. What's the foot traffic like around here? <laughs> Trollskull Manor is built on the corner beside the alley's north entrance. And though that path seems very well traveled, as you look around, you notice a conscious effort to avoid the building. But this path around the manor seems like part of the alley's routine. And if it could be broken, Brayden, and reshaped, you would have a lot of eyes on your new business, whatever that turns out to be. You do see several rebellious types with black serpents on their jackets lingering in the shadows of the north entrance. But other than that, you've seen worse. Hmm, perhaps a local element we may need to deal with. But other than that, uh, yeah, I see a lot of potential here. I'm impressed. Beside the gate, you all see a tall woman in a sharp red jacket. She's a young elf with a bountiful figure, wearing thick spectacles, bright red lipstick, and a golden brooch in the shape of a harp. She's holding a raven upside down to her ear and laughing into its beak when she spots you. Uh-huh, okay, yawning portal? Great, okay, I'll meet you there tomorrow. Okay, bye, 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 bye. She hurries over to you, releasing the raven into the air and deftly navigating the cobblestone road in high heels. Hail and well met, you must be the new owners. I'm Alicia Coldopen. I came from the Fellowship of Innkeepers to shake hands and answer any questions y'all might have about the property. Oh, and you must be Zig. Kylan was telling me all about you. I'm glad you could make it. Hey, Zig. Oh, hello. She shakes your head very enthusiastically. Elysia, indeed. Uh, well, uh, my name is Brayden Stabiner, uh, who you, you may have heard of me. Of course, I've seen your name on the Vintner's Guild Registry. Very profitable business you have out there. That's right, you do know. Wonderful. Uh, well, I would like to introduce you to my young ward, uh, Blitz Avianosets. 
the most uh, up-and-coming young ward in all of Waterdeep. I think you will find. Hello. Welcome to the city, Miss Avia Nosets. Nice to meet you, too. Um, I'm just gonna leave you guys here and go claim my bedroom first. Bye! And runs past. <laughs> Wait, Blitz, don't you want to, like, be in charge of this business venture that you have basically gotten us into? Nope. Gone. Okay. <laughs> well, Eliza, why don't you tell me what's going on? She seems like a real sweetheart. Oh, she is very sweet indeed. Mm. Well, uh, there are three floors to the tavern, four bedrooms, an attic, a basement, a wine cellar, and um, there is, I heard, a old tenant. They are incorporeal, but... I'm sure as long as you guys are good roommates, it won't really be an issue here. Oh, indeed, indeed. This was not mentioned when we signed. Ugh. Did Volo not mention it to you, that old goof? Yes, the uh, the spirit of the previous owner is still here. Mm. And a lot of people aren't into that, but it really gets you this place at a great price. Um, previous owner, um, can I have a little bit more detail? Non-violent. Non-violent at all. Very nice guy. Can't talk and you can't see him, but he is just a nice, friendly, comfortable presence. You never feel like you're alone. You always feel like you have someone with you, like Jizo. <laughs> <laughs> Of course, Jizo. Uh, did he die in the house? Um, I think that's very likely. I have not spoken to him personally, and we don't like to make assumptions about anybody here over at the uh, Fellowship of Innkeepers, but um, you can always ask him. Well, that sounds absolutely lovely, and I'm sure I'll have plenty of questions about the property. Shall we go in? Absolutely. And she uh, opens the door arm out, letting you guys step in first. Oh, excellent. Very nice. Very nice. You step into a large space, which you quickly surmise to be an old tap room. It is littered with broken furniture. Everything is coated with dust and Brayden, even from the front door, you can smell that the casks of wine have turned to vinegar. Rats scurry away from the light as you enter, but the wood is very nice and the architecture is charmingly tropey. <laughs> a window in the back has been left open and a soft breeze seems to waft through every curtain in the room. Wow, curtains. So this is the tap room. It's sort of the main meeting space here at Trollskull Manor. Um, it used to be a very popular bar in these parts some odd years ago, before my time, I'm afraid. But um, this, is, as you said, is a fixer-upper. You can, you don't have to have a tap room here. You can do whatever you want. This is an open concept, open space, great location. And I can't wait to come on by later and see what y'all have done with the place. Well, it does have potential, doesn't it? Uh, yes, it does, you hear from the doorway where Alicia <laughs> has uh, not stepped inside. <laughs> I'm just going to stand right here. So if you have any questions, just shout down. I can hear you. Zig looks back at her curiously. Well, surely you can come in. I mean, unless you're afraid it's haunted or something. Oh, I know it's haunted. There's... <laughs> <laughs> yes, wonderful. Perhaps we'll have a reality book about it. <laughs> what? 
it's like a reality TV show, but in a book because it's fantasy times. Did that not read? Okay, I guess that didn't read. Oh, makeover Trollskull Manor edition. <laughs> Can you believe what Lord John Paul did this week? I mean, Lord John Paul. Well, this bit is going great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Blitz, how is it up there? It's a bit trashed. Yes, I'm getting that vibe. <laughs> Where are you, Blitz? Uh, she ran upstairs to, like, try and find the biggest bedroom in the house. (laughs) Upstairs on the second floor, you see... She also did not hear anything about the the ghost. ghost. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, up here on the second floor, you see there's a... There's a den and a common room, and this seems to be much more a space for the owners of the bar to just sort of stretch out and relax. And nothing seems particularly suspicious. (laughs) So are all the rooms, like, the same size? Uh, no, they are not. Uh, they You can see the exact size of the rooms on the map, if you so choose. Well, Misra, what do you think about this uh, ghost situation? I'm the map. I'm the map. You think uh, maybe we should find out uh, how he died and maybe try to put him to rest? Oh, absolutely. I'm going to go investigate the basement. <laughs> yes, maybe solve a crime. That sounds like a cool thing to do. I just don't want a spirit messing with me. <laughs> Can be quite meddlesome. Zig is going to uh, wander around, maybe uh, casually tap on the walls, see if they can find a secret room or something, since the property certainly seems mysterious enough. Make a investigation check for me. Okay. <laughs> I rolled a four, so I see everything. <laughs> yeah. You don't see any hidden rooms. There's some furniture, but it will clearly need to be replaced. And there are uh, rugs that sort of hint at an old style that it used to have, but you'll need to have some people in here. Mm, for sure. So Blitz, what do you think of... Uh, <laughs> what do you think we could do with this place? How can we uh, turn it to our advantage? Well, we definitely want to paint the walls gold. Yes, okay, well, understandable. Could be bring a nice uh, change of pace to this neighborhood. A, a glistening jewel in Trollskull Alley. Why not? I mean, it all looks pretty shitty. A tear appears in the wallpaper behind Blitz. Whoa! What? Did you see that? What's wrong? She turns around. Oh, I could have sworn that the... The wallpaper is like, it looks even worse than it did before. And it didn't look great before. Okay, Roll20 is not letting me do this. So you should have the map of Troll Skull in your emails now if you want to explore it in more detail. Yes. Oh, damn. Holy shit. Okay, wow. Damn, this place is fucking huge. Uh, the common room. We are on the second floor, yes? Yes. Yes. Currently, you're gathered in the common room, which is a cozy little space at the center of the second floor. There's an unlit fireplace that could use a scrubbing and a staircase in the hall that winds up to the third floor. Excellent. Yeah, I'm going to go up to the master bedroom. Ooh, is the turret peak outside of the attic bedroom is like going up into the ceiling? Uh, yes. Oh, dibs. <laughs> <laughs> you want you want to live in the turret peak? I want the room with the turret peak. <laughs> mm. Okay, cool. That's fine with me. Whatever. I'm going up to the master bedroom. That's that's where I'm throwing down my shit. Yeah, it's cool. <laughs> the third floor master bedroom doesn't seem much larger than the others, but there is a huge dusty bay window that gives you a gorgeous panorama of Trollskull Alley and the sun setting behind Mount Waterdeep. There is a four-poster bed at one end of the room, draped in fabric that is more cobweb than curtain, and it even has a private bath and privy, which is more than you could say for your room at the Alibi. 
I open the door to the privy and I'm like, oh my god, you guys, this place has internal plumbing. Does <laughs> yours not? What? Uh, I think most places don't, especially in a place like Trollskull Manor. Like, yeah, I have it at the vineyard and at my other estates, but I'm rich. <laughs> like, this is this is actually pretty classy. Braden, but your acute vampire ears hear that behind you, the wallpaper seems to write itself up. Hey, something with the wallpaper here. Okay, well, cool bathroom. Sorry, I'm thinking, I'm thinking. Blitz is just going to start, like, um, she probably brought, like, a little bag with her because she doesn't really have anywhere that she's staying right now since the ship is gone. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so she's going to start, like, hanging stuff up, like, maybe trying to, like, make something on the wall that she could hang, like, her weapons up on and, like, maybe put her armor up. Like, basically, to you know, start making her room look like her room. Also, uh, Mizra, um, yes. now that I'm actually looking at the things I prepared, uh, the attic door is locked. Oh, damn. Can I kick it open? Uh, <laughs> no, you cannot, actually. Mm, does Do it... we have the key? Yeah, or can I pick the lock? You can pick the lock. Oh, hold on. Do I have a lockpick kit? I think I do. Hold on. I don't. You don't? I, de I do. I definitely do. I have do. a crowbar. Can I use the crowbar? <laughs> it cannot be forced open. Ah, shit. Um, okay. Well, you could try so and I fail. Just <laughs> yeah, yeah, actually, you could try and fail. So I just yell, <laughs> hey, this door is locked. Anybody got a lockpicking kit? I do. And uh, Blitz runs over and I guess is going to try and lockpick the door. Yes. Wait, um, Elysia, do you have a key to the attic? Uh, by any chance? Uh, Elysia calls up from the bottom floor. She has not gone deeper into the manor with you guys, and she says, I don't have the key, no. Okay, thank you. Any questions you have, though, I'm here, <laughs> down here. Why is the attic locked? <laughs> um, I got a 14. I guess you're about to find out. Oh, yeah. The lock of the attic door drops. Bada bing. And you unfold those cool attic stairs. And uh, you ascend and you see that it, the small top floor with two rooms, a bedroom and storage. Mm -hmm. The bedroom has a big window with a lovely view of the city, though one of the panes is missing. There's also a bit of a scuffle of disturbed dirt beneath the window. Oh. So you have the attic bedroom and the attic storage to go check out. I want to go into the bedroom first and see what's going on there. You said the window is cracked just like in that main hallway or in the bedroom? In the main hallway, I meant to say. Okay. There's sort of like a shattered yes. bit of window. Or, yeah, a missing bit of window. I, I would like to go check out the bedroom. The attic bedroom is long and narrow and more of a garret, featuring a dramatically slanted ceiling that's been patched up more than once. Likewise, the bed here is more of a cot, which is still nicer than you're used to, and one of the drawers of the small dresser is crooked. There's a small door that leads to the turret, and miraculously, there's enough room in here for a built-in fireplace. Also, the sunset streaks in right through your dusty window, which may prove to be a disadvantage. Awesome. Um, is there's nothing underneath the bed? Can I check under the bed for anything? Yeah, go for it. Perception? Make an investigation check. This is very specific. I rolled a 16. Under the bed, you see a pair of spectacles with dark-tinted lenses. I put them on. 
You put them on, and the sun was just sort of going down over the buildings of Waterdeep, and that was kind of causing you to squint your eyes as you wandered around the room. But as you put on these uh, strange dark glasses, you suddenly feel like you no longer have disadvantage on sunlight-related visual activities. Dope! Yeah, you did it. That's cool. I did it. Now we both have cool shades. Tell that to the people that are drawing us now. Um, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, so she's gonna like keep those on her head because they're cool. Uh, maybe just do like the push up under her hair mm-hmm. kind of thing when she doesn't feel like she needs them. Great. Um, but I definitely want to go check out the storage room now. Inside the uh, storage room, you find just a mountain of junk. There is clothing, both in piles and on frail racks. Slightly dated, but of every size and color under the sun. And as you look out at this impenetrable pile of junk, why don't y'all make uh, investigation checks? Yeah. Oh, I'm not there. Yeah, I'm not there either. It's just Mizra. (laughs) (laughs) Just me. I got a 19. Nice. You look at this impenetrable pile of junk, and it all seems to blend together. But there is a little scrap of something that catches your eye. It's a piece of parchment that seems bleached white by the sun. And on it, there is a little sketch of a statue. The statue is holding its arm up into the air and seems to have something round in the other hand. And there is a arrow pointing to a part of the base of the statue. Ooh, it's like a secret treasure map thing. Have I seen this statue? Do I recognize the statue? Make a history check. That would be a six. You're new to the area. You're not necessarily familiar <laughs> with the stuff that might be around here. Fair, fair, fair enough. I would like to check out the third floor bedroom, the sort of L-shaped one. Yes, so you make your way up to the third floor bedroom. Um, um, you hear a bunch of shuffling behind the door. Oh, yes. And then it cracks open a little bit, um, and you see like Blitz's eyes like poking out and a little bit of gold paint. Like on her her blue scales, um, and clearly there is like something pressed up against the door. Sorry, I I'm painting in here, uh, and I had to move the bed in front of the door, um, and then she slams the door. God damn. Okay. Um. So now they're gonna go to the other bedroom. So it's a little narrower than the other uh, rooms that you've been in, but this one's actually kind of decorated. Um, There are pictures up on the wall of a smiling half-elf man uh, with his arms around an orc, and they're both holding mugs. There's a chest of drawers in sort of a dark purple wood that is a little newer than everything else you've seen before. Mm. And there's a bed in here that simply, simply won't do. Mm. I want to rummage through the drawers. All right, let's make an investigation check. Yay. 19. There better be something in there. Uh, yes, there is. So you pull open the drawer and there's socks and a couple copper coins. But you also see a small glass disc with a uh, gold chain on the end of it. You see it is a monocle. Ooh, I'm going to put it on. <laughs> you put on the monocle and uh, you don't see anything. It's a little... Uh, 
dusty, you know? It just looks super it's, classy. It's very fun, yes. It, <laughs> it's, it, it looks like you could probably polish it up if you wanted to. Okay, sure, I'll polish it with, like, my robe or whatever, but I'm mm. keeping it on. <laughs> okay, great. Hopefully uh, I can trade it to uh, Brayden for something, because I think he would look amazing in a monocle. <laughs> <laughs> um, while, while all of this is happening... Uh, Brayden is going to go down to the front door, open it, look around for a convenient street urchin. <laughs> oh my god. Dropping bodies already. Is there a convenient street urchin around? Uh, there sure is. Uh, hello, young fellow. Please come here. And I hold up a gold coin. A little dwarf boy uh, <laughs> wander, uh, sees the gold coin and says, Ah, oh, gold! And runs over to uh, try to snatch it from your hand. Oh, ho, ho, not so fast, my eager little one. Yes, Give me. I, yes, I would love to. Here's what you must do for me. Now listen very carefully. You will take this gold coin. It is for you. It is a little present. But if you would like to have two more gold coins just like it, yeah. run to yeah. run to Equinox Gardens now and summon a man named Gravensby and tell him to come here to Trollskull Manor. He will provide you with the two gold pieces. He is a very nice man. You will like him. He may give you a lollipop or something, too. I don't know. He's a sweetheart. The dwarf boy scratches his beard and kind of looks at you funny. You want, you want, you want me to go to... Yes? A garden. Equinox Gardens, that's right. And you want me... Yes? ...to find a bee... No, ask for a man. Ask for a man named Gravensby. Tell him to come here to Thrall Skull Ma- Should I write it down? I'll write it down for you. Okay. Takes out a little, like, <laughs> thing, and he draws a little map to where Equinox Gardens is, and he writes a little note for Gravensby that's like, Dearest Gravensby, come immediately <laughs> to Thrall Skull Manor without delay. Please give the bearer of this note two gold pieces for having given it to you. Uh, uh, always yours. Brayden's the beaner. And then he folds it up and he melts a little bit of wax with a candle and it like takes a while and he presses his seal into it. I mean, <laughs> don't you still have the bird thing? I don't know. I have it in my inventory. I am hiring this urchin. This is... The, I want the urchin to do it. This is, I <laughs> thought you were going to eat the boy, so like this is much better. I did too. I was, a, I was a little worried that we were about to like kill a child. Look, the day, the day is young. I might eat the boy later, but shush. <laughs> <laughs> the dwarf boy points up at the attic window where I guess you're sticking your head out of and says, Stop trying to steal me, work! <laughs> what? I'm ready. And he salutes you, Brayden. Excellent. His name is Baby Shrek. <laughs> okay. Young Master Shrek, take this note. <laughs> and, and deliver it as I have instructed you. If you do so, there will be two shiny gold pieces. And a confectionery treat of some sort. Do you understand? Shrek takes the (laughs) envelope from you and he says, Understood! And he he turns to the mouth of the alley and raises the scroll up like a sword and shouts, For the Iron Gauntlet! And runs down the alleyway. Okay, enthusiastic fellow. Well, let's see if that works. (laughs) (laughs) 
This has been Abandoned Quest, a production of Sea Monsters Etc. Starring Mike Allen as Braden Stabiner, Janelle Irene Lawson as Blitz Avianosets, Sarah Nagel as Zig, and Carlina Manzi as Misra Tiston. Character and album illustrations by Jem, who you can find on Instagram at MadeFetish. Original theme music composed by Totally Futuristic, who you can find on Instagram at Totally Futuristic. Additional music and ambiance provided by Tabletop Audio and Michael Gelfi, who you can find linked in the show notes. Special thanks to our patrons, Andrew Perez, MC Allen, Ryan Bowling, Jonathan Schwartz, and Maximilian Mycroft Meath. For those of you playing the home game, we are well into Chapter 2 of Waterdeep Dragon Heist, so I hope you like downtime activities. I'm in a rush to get this episode up, but I miss you, and you're all the best. Oh, and as always, you can find us on Patreon at patreon.com slash abandonedquest. This has been your Dungeon Master, Donnie Knowles, and from all of us at Abandoned Quest, don't give up.